podcasting stories of the week. Back to the basics. Changes in the wind here in this podcast because of Voxnest. Spotify submissions list is growing from Spreaker. Coming podcasting events. Well, welcome to the Spreaker Live Show. This is episode 147 on uh, February 21st, 2018. Thank you so much for tuning in and listening to us today. Uh, it's always great to be here and, and speaking to you, fellow podcasters out there that are uh, looking to improve and get better. And that's what we're all about with this show. We just like to uh, put this show out and talk about uh, topics out there that are top of mind and what people are thinking about and and trying to drive some value to you and, and be a place for you to, to send questions or comments uh, about your experience in podcasting. And that's what, one of the big things that we're going to do on this show starting this week. Um, but my name is Rob Greenlee, and I'm the head of partnerships at VoxNest, which is a new company, and Spreaker and Blog Talk Radio. So those, those other two companies are still with us and doing fantastic. And Thanks for downloading us and, and, and just clicking play to listen to the show this week. And I'm joined again by my co-host, Mr. Alex Exum, who's the host of the Exum Experience podcast on Spreaker. Alex, welcome to the show again. Hey, Rob. Thanks for having me as always. Glad to be here. Glad we're uh, back and kicking yes, after well, a short we're hiatus. Back. Every, <laughs> every week, usually, I think we were off two episodes ago, So, but uh, that's kind of rare these days, I would say. Yeah, yeah, no, we've been pretty, you know, pretty, pretty consistent, other than the uh, slight dip in the holidays. But I'm glad to be back. We're full throttle for the new year, and then going into February. It's already February. My God, that's going to be gone. That'll be March. Well, March is right around the corner. Just uh, what a week. We stream the show live every Wednesday at 3 p.m. Pacific, 6 p.m. Eastern, from SpreakerLiveShow.com. So that's a great place. Uh, if you are listening to this on um, Google Play or iTunes or other places out there that uh, make podcasts available, uh, you can certainly go to that website and get access to all the archives and listen to them right there. Get our apps, our custom apps um, that Spreaker actually provides uh, as an option to all their podcasts uh, is to have your own app. And this show has that on Android and iOS. You can go over there. And we're also available on the Amazon Echo smart speakers as well. So you can get this show over there just by activating and asking for the Spreaker skill um, in your Amazon Echo device. So um, Spreaker has its own um, listening experience on that platform. So you can go over there and um, get access to any uh, Spreaker-based podcast uh, right there on that that device, which is kind of growing in popularity, Alex. I know it's been a topic on this show many times, but uh, it seems to be ramping up and getting more and more of a, of a presence out there. So we shall see. But on the show today, let's just kind of move on and talk a little bit about uh, kind of a new segment that I'm I'm adding here to the show this week. Talking <coughs> about podcasting stories, Alex, and, and what we kind of go mm -hmm. through every week uh, and kind of getting back to podcasting uh, basics and tips and just kind of share those and really create kind of like a conversation um, with you about um, what you're experiencing out there as a podcaster and, and sharing w with us your struggles, your um, newfound opportunities, uh, or your new way of doing something out there. And, and I have my struggles every week. I'm just like you. I'm just a regular podcaster. And I'm sure, Alex, you're just like that too and, mm -hmm. and have your own experiences that, sure. 
that that come up uh, er- every week. Your own struggles, just like what we had before we started the show. I have a my microphone doesn't work anymore through through a certain kind of audio interface that I have now. It's just not yeah. working anymore. So it's it's kind of uh, weird. But uh, Alex, what kind of struggles have you had this past week, or anything kind of been a little weird uh, with your podcasting efforts this week? You know, I, I got to say one of the most frustrating things that can happen are technical issues. Like, you know, we've had a few, but I've had whoppers too, where like suddenly basically what you were experiencing, just the mic doesn't work or, or you're, you need to, you think a driver was downloaded, something was updated, the software was updated, it's not working, whatever. So I've had those issues. Skype has done that to me as I've ranted about before where there's an update and all of a sudden nothing's working. Um, and that's only usually when I'm trying to record or use Spreaker Studio because, you know, it's it's tricky. You know, Spreaker Studio is one of the only things – it's the only one I know of that really handles recording podcasts well live, let alone recording them. Um, the point being that's very frustrating. Now, for me, Rob, I'm glad that we're having this little segment because one thing that I always struggle with, and I'm just going to just just be flat out honest with people here. I am always kicking myself about shows I didn't do. And what I mean by that is a lot of times I will have a, a great – not even sometimes it's not even an entire show. It's a segment that I want to do on a show. Let's call it a rant, right? I, I, was, call, I was trying to come up with the right acronym because I love acronyms. But I came up with the rant not recorded, the RNR yeah. because there's so many times I go – I listen to something on the news. I go, oh, that's a great topic for a show. I got to work that in somewhere or just something that just came up in life that I want to talk to about a, on a show. And I th- I've got it nailed. I, I, you know, I might be in the shower when I think about it and talk about it out loud, right, Rob? Or wherever I'm thinking, oh, this will be great, and write down little notes. And then I don't record the show. Later on, I get busy during the day or I just – I go to record and it's not the same show. You know what I mean? I've already yeah. done it pretty much and I didn't record it the first time, which I should have. So I've done that. I can't tell you how many times. I have intros that I've recorded for shows. I have notes and, and you know files literally of things that I've written down or printed out. And these were entire full shows that I still think someday I'll get to, right? That's the kiss of death. Oh, someday I'll get to it. And I, I'm always kicking myself, Rob. That's the one thing I struggle with with a podcaster. I don't have the problem of not having enough top, topics to talk about. I have so much I want to talk about at some points. I don't talk about anything, Does that, if that makes any sense. Like I get so overwhelmed yeah. that, 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 that I'm preparing and, and, right, and taking, oh, I got to research this more before I do a show. Oh, I got to do this. And then days turn into weeks. A week turns into a month. And then the notes are just sitting here on my desk. I haven't done anything with them. Yeah, and well, I don't know if that, you know, does that happen to you? Yeah, I mean it's definitely a complex thing because, I mean, you can have lots of topics that you want to talk about on your on your show. But I always run through this filter in my mind. Is it relevant? Is it uh, a value? Yeah. Is it? I mean, there's all these caveats that you put on different topics, right? Um, what's the priority? I mean, is it going to resonate? I mean, these are all things that you think about as you're coming up with show topics. And and is it important to the listener? It is it important to me as a podcaster to spend time with my brain cells thinking about these topics? And so, I mean, there's so many filters that I think topics run through. And Alex, that probably explains a little bit why you haven't talked about it, because maybe those topics didn't rise to the level of your your own internal filter of how you decide what you're going to talk about on your show. I think that happens for some. Um, You know, others, I think, were genuinely great ideas, but I just couldn't, for whatever reason, I couldn't get it together. Or, and I don't know if this has happened to you, Rob, 
some days I'm, I think, in my own opinion, in my estimation, I'm my biggest fan. I'm eloquent on the microphone some days. Then there's other days I turn on the microphone and I can't put two words together. And I try to start the show 10 times and I go, forget it. And I go, I gotta go ride my bike or work out, do something else and then come back to it later. And then I can get through it. And sometimes it's just a one shot take, right? I just, I, you know, 15, 20 minutes in the mic and I'm good. That's how I usually do all my shows. One shot take. I might edit out a hum or a, a pop or a hiss or something. But the point being is that I, there's other times, right? Because I know people think, Podcasters try kind of make it look easy because they can edit it. <laughs> they can take out the, the the bad stuff, although some people don't. But you can. You can make it sound very polished and professional. But that doesn't account for all the times you get to the microphone and you can't speak. I've had that happen where I, I, I just – it's a blank page. I, I, I'm like, what was I going to say? Where, where am I going? Or – and this has happened even on this show and I know my listeners have probably heard it. Where we start talking about one thing, I go off on a tangent. Now I'm talking about something else. I don't even remember what the original question was. And I've done that on shows where I'm like, well, where am I going with it? And I just turn off the mic and I never go back to it because I get aggravated myself. So that's, I, I'm really trying to uh, – uh, I want people rather to empathize with what I'm saying because I'm sure it's happened to other people. And these are some of my deep, dark secrets. I haven't really told people about the – you know, the shows that I haven't done that I really wish I would have because I don't know. People have never asked me what my podcasting fears are before, Rob. This is a good segment. I've got more. I've got plenty more. But that's well, one of the big ones, like stuff yeah, I, I never finished. Sorry. We all go through swings in our emotions and our confidence and our our abilities to, to communicate. I think, uh, you know, I get, you know, occasionally I'll get like a cold or something like that or I'll not be feeling – well rested or something there's a lot of things that can contribute to your ability to have the the energy and the focus to be able to do one of these shows because it does take focus and it does take the ability to to speak clearly and sometimes we just don't have that ability on a day-over-day basis um there's fluctuations i've felt it for years myself so i can totally relate some days i just it doesn't seem like i can communicate so i'm always like got my fingers crossed every every Wednesday that I'm going to be in a good mental place to be able to do a great show. So, and fortunately, nine times out of ten, it works out. Um, but occasionally, like you said, there's things that happen in life that maybe, you know, cut you down a little bit and you're not as confident or you're not as thoughtful or you're just, you know, out of sync. And that stuff happens. Well, I remember when I first started, Rob, and I'm sure this is every uh, every podcaster, well, most have gone through this. In the very beginning, one snide comment or cutting comment could like wreck your day, right? Like you go, jeez, yeah. Louise, why am I doing this? These people hate me. What's the point? Why are they listening? You know? <laughs> you gotta have a and, thick skin, right? It depends. You know, you don't see that on Spreaker. I got to say, I don't see a lot of that on Spreaker. I'm sure it happens. But YouTube, like I've said, is the you know, bathroom wall, the internet. And I do push my stuff out from Spreaker as you can, uh, through the system. So what I'm getting at is sometimes it can hurt. It stings, you know, but I've gotten such thick skin at this point. I just don't care. You can either just decide to care or not read them or whatever you want to do, or you can answer every one of them and go crazy and, and be, you know, sad and bitter about your podcast. I, I choose not to do that. And you'll get a lot of great comments. That's the other thing, right? You'll get people who will encourage you and go, oh, I'm so glad I found your show. Oh, I shared this on Facebook or Twitter, whatever. And you're like, wow, you'll get direct emails, which I get a lot of direct emails, especially lately I've gotten a bunch from just people who said, hey, I heard about a show. Have you seen this information? Or I really liked it. Here's some something I think. Um, 
So it's a double-edged sword, right? If you're putting it out there and you're putting your, yourself out there, you're going to get a little bit of both. But especially in the beginning, it can be tough. And I'm sure a lot of uh, initial podcasters, because I, I know we're going to talk a little bit about it from your outline here, um, can get discouraged in the beginning because they think they're going to come out and be a hit and everyone's going to love them. And you find out a few people aren't, you know, maybe not so nice. <laughs> yeah. No, that's right. No, that's, that's true. I think it's, you know, the emotional part of podcasting is is so important for you to get really focused on. I think one of the big things that really helps for me is is to just spend like uh, 20 minutes or something like that before you do your podcast just doing something as simple as smiling uh, because it does have a direct connection with how you feel inside. Um, it's, it's really a strange thing, but I've been told that many times by psychologists is that sometimes just making, um, a facial gesture like that can make a big difference in how you feel about yourself and how you're going to come across on a, on a podcast. Cause it's the big thing is that you have to be personable and you have to be somebody that, um, somebody wants to listen to and, and have some, um, uplifting things to say and be positive and and you know if you're always frowning all the time you're gonna feel like a frowner you know it's it's really uh it's really linked up with that kind of stuff and and to kind of move on from this topic um i do another show called the the new media show um and i've been off of that show now for coming up on the really the third week here um i mean we're back to it doing this other show um on uh, Sunday, so but the but the issues I'm starting to get emails from listeners of that show. There's like eight to ten thousand people that listen to that show every week um, that are wondering where we are. You know, it's like we've kind of disappeared. And and I think if you're a podcaster, and I think taking uh, probably over two weeks off, um, you can start losing your audience. I think uh, people get. A little frustrated because they get used to building you into their schedule and and people will drift off and find other things to listen to and and so I thought it was really really uh, it was really interesting it's nothing new i mean i've I've seen this happen before um, this isn't something you know I get people that complain because my show's either too short or too long I mean you can't really please everybody um, but it is a sign that you're kind of meeting a need with a with a group of listeners, um, and if you're not doing your show, um, then that's like a hole in their their schedule. It's a hole in the, their life, and they want you back. I don't, know, Alex. Have you gotten feedback like that? I'm sure you have. Yeah, I have. I noticed you guys haven't done a show since the third, right, of February. So it's been a while. Has it been? I don't mean to digress, but is it it just because of scheduling issues? Well, actually. My co-host Todd has uh, has been on the road. I mean, his daughter got married. That's in why. Florida, and there's just okay. you know there's conferences and there's that happens, all, yeah, all sorts of things that come up because we're the, we're coming into podcasting conference season here, mm-hmm. uh, which which I'm going to talk about a little bit later in the show is um, all of the the ones that are coming up in the next couple of months, um, and at least the ones that I'm probably going to be attending or being involved in. Um, that are important to the podcasting space, and that's going to probably cause me to not do as many shows here. But there was a time when I I did shows from all these events, and I'm contemplating being able to somehow try and pull that off again because um, I think it creates a different dynamic on the program. Um, 
that is kind of interesting. Uh, I wouldn't say that we got as always as many listeners to those episodes, but it definitely brings in a lot, a lot of other voices in, in, into the production. Um, but anyway, it's, um, and I've been a little worried that the show production here needs maybe some sort of an update or something or a change. I don't know if, if, um, you know, I know that with the changes and I'm going to talk about this a little bit later too, is, is with the changes to Vox Nest, if the focus of this show needs to kind of evolve and change too, uh, I definitely want to um, get your thoughts and your feedback on it, and I definitely want to hear what you think um, this show could become or any ideas that you have. I would love to hear it. Um, Alex, you're included in that, so... Uh, okay. Great. Give us, you know, some feedback about what you would like to see in a podcast that's coming from Voxnest or, you know, some combination of all these companies that we now have, which is a little bit, a little bit confusing. And I, I'm also thinking about, is it, does it make sense to do a show that's kind of branded as a, as a, as a product? You know, I mean, Spreaker is basically a product. Should we have a, a branding of this show that's a little bit more generic and not so much focused on being a, a Spreaker podcast. Maybe what Alex, what we need to do is have a podcast that's just focused on podcasting and not so much branded as a Spreaker show. And I, it, it's just something that I'm thinking about. I know mm-hmm. others kind of take a more generic approach and don't necessarily make it such, you know, like a branded uh, show at, that's associated with a particular platform. Um, so I don't know, Alex, uh, what's your thoughts on that? Well, it might be a good idea because now you have the blog talk radio brand and the Voxnet. And so I understand the, the thinking behind it. Um, uh, you know, I don't, to to be honest with you, to me, I don't know if it would make a huge difference in the listenership. I I think we're kind of, um, in the same realm as, you know, podcast. I mean, that's all we talk about really is podcasting. So I I don't know if it would change a whole lot, but just sometimes little tweaks help Rob. So, you know, I, you never know. You never know. I don't know if you're thinking about a name change or just a, uh, you know, a theme. That would be part of it I think would mm-hmm. be it, be a name change probably getting more more voices on the show maybe going back to a you know a segment that maybe has an interview again or bringing on right other other voices on the show again I, I think in and which is kind of where the show started and where you know I kind of have kind of evolved it into being more of a you know Alex and Rob show uh, mm-hmm. and that was that is certainly I don't see that conversational aspect of the show changing. So, um, but it's it's certainly um, adding more elements that maybe added add, add a little more depth to the program uh, and bringing in more more voices and and inclusion in a broader ecosystem here. I think is because well, I mean. Thinking. No, I agree. I mean, I know that if you were like just for an example, we don't talk about other. Um, specific platforms and things, but like just just as a for example, right? Because this isn't really a podcasting platform per se, but a lot of podcasters will use something like WordPress, right? Mm-hmm. So maybe you know, like I, I see what you're saying. Like instead of just it's all about Spreaker Studio, which to be honest with you, I mean we really 
you speak, you speak about Spreaker Studio, we talk about it and we, we say right. how you can utilize it. But really, we don't talk. I mean, when I initially was doing my other show on Spreaker Studio, I was like into the nitty gritty of like, this is what you do. And this is you upload, you know, this is where you're going to upload the show. And here's how you're going to get levels and whatever. Yeah. And that you can only do so many of those shows, right? Yeah, because you can. the software doesn't change yeah, so much. Exactly. So it has to evolve. But I think maybe even a wider, let's say, um, array of topics might work because you have podcasters who are using things like I just said, that just kind of benign like yeah. WordPress, right? Just a lot of people use that. Other things like Audacity, right? People might use that because I know people who – who and I've done this before myself, but I've spoken with them. Well, they'll use Spreaker Studio just to record the interview because they, they, they like the way it works and Skype and all that. But then when they want to edit, right? Because, you know, Spreaker Studio is not great for editing. It's good for recording. So for editing, they'll dump it into, into Audacity and then render the, the final project, that type of thing. So maybe we could talk about a little Audacity, whatever, or Reaper, or, you know, I don't care, you know, Hindenburg or, you know, PreSonos Studio One, whatever we use. Whatever. Yeah, and I'm actually so, talking to. The Hindenburg folks about doing you know a Spreaker integration in with them, so it's it's oh fantastic product! Yeah. I told you about them, Rob from yeah. Podcast yeah. Oh my God, they're amazing! Yeah. Great product. So, I mean, I think it's something that makes a lot of sense. I mean, a lot, of our, spendy, a lot of our competitors are in there already, so it it just makes a lot of sense. Their software, I just got to say, I, I don't want to you know oversell it. You guys are talking to them. But it's great software, as you know. They're at Podcast Movement. The one thing I will say, though, it's a little spendy. So yeah. Spreaker Studio is free. That's like the huge thing about Spreaker Studio and things like Audacity and WordPress. Hindenburg's costly, you know, and there's there's other uh, solutions out there. I'm not going to get into them. But I, I, that's great that you're in talks with them. I didn't know that, Rob. Fantastic. Yeah. So and then also one thing that came up this week, too, is as, as you know, probably I with a lot of different podcasters on a weekly basis and – and I came across one that I was working on this week that had this concept of really expecting instant success in podcasting because they have Good luck. A name, big name. They've got, you know, they're popular. They've got you know, a lot of stuff going for them. But it was really kind of a, a challenge. Um, and they tended to be very, very demanding and expecting everybody to jump over all sorts of um, hoops to give them what they wanted, and it was, uh, and it's really un unlike the experience that I have working with podcasters. I, I think most people realize that it's it's um, it takes a lot of work to build a show, and that people that are willing to help you, you should appreciate them, <laughs> um, and it's and not just expect 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 um and then get get mad because it doesn't work out the way they they want it to work out so well maybe they suck yeah well i mean i think that they're going to be successful it's just i i mean it was an example to me of of um sometimes people that are very demanding typically um get more results sometimes and i and i because it, what they do is it's it's a little bit of fear base. It's a little bit of kind of intimidation that they have and how they approach things. Um, so, so it's it's a you know it's a little bit of a, a life lesson. It's a little bit of a you know it's an experience. I've been through a lot. You know, I used to work at Podcast One. I've worked with people that have big egos and um, big celebrities and things like that. So, and it, it's all it can be a struggle. And well, I don't know who we're talking about, and I don't I don't well, know, I'm but gonna, I I know you're not going to I know you're not going to name, gonna name names, yeah. but I'm I would hazard a guess they're famous, right? So that they have some sort of an ego already built in, just because of that type of uh, yeah. 
um, personality. But I will say this because people – this is a – I think – I'm glad you mentioned this. This is a cautionary tale because a lot of people don't know this, but big old Bill O'Reilly, all right? I don't care if you love him or like him or hate him or whatever. I used to listen to Bill, you know, whatever. Um, but once he was, you know, chucked over the railing like a lot of other people over at Fox News and, you know, all these other organizations, yeah. he started, guess what, Rob? A okay. podcast, right? Which, you know, I, 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 I'm not trying to knock Bill or anybody else who starts a podcast after they've had a different career or in a successful career. Bill was very successful. He made a lot of money even on his books and everything, all right? But – it's almost like, well, when all else fails, let me do a podcast that that I don't like. Like it's the last bastion for bastards or something like that. But but here's what I want to say. Recently, he was hired by Newsmax to do the the first pres- presidential inaugural address. Remember this or the State of the Union? Excuse me, the State of the Union address. Remember we just had that yeah. a couple of weeks ago, Rob. Yep. So this was supposed to be a big old deal and everything. Well, Bill O'Reilly was hosting the event. Nobody was listening or watching Rob. It was on Newsmax television, which is a cable outlet. It's not just his on his podcast. Nobody watched, apparently, in the ratings. It's just nothing. Tanked. I don't think his podcast is doing very well. I haven't looked at the numbers. I don't know. He keeps he doesn't tell us that. Um but I, I this is just what I'm saying as a cautionary tale. You can be Bill O'Reilly one day on Fox News making God knows how much at 30, 40 million or whatever he's making a year, plus the book deals and all this other BillOReilly.com, what he was selling and all this stuff. To no listeners or viewers, okay? Like, and I'm not saying it was overnight, but sometimes some of these big egos think that they can just come on into podcasting because they got a big name and, oh, it's easy. Look at all these other, you know, people I never heard of with successful podcasts. They don't realize the blood, the sweat, the tears, the work they put in, right? The nuance of building an audience and building a little tribe. It's work. I've been doing this for, I always say five years. It's been like, what, six years, seven years? I don't know, Rob, but you've been doing it longer than me. So we know how hard this is. And yeah, if you're famous and your name is, you know, I don't know, Brad Pitt or Angelina Jolie or something like that, you're going to get listeners just based on your name. Doesn't mean it's a great podcast. It could still be boring as hell. Sorry. And it. It really how long will it last? It's back to your ability to, to connect with your listeners and and be a person that um, that those listeners want to listen to every week. Um, just how many celebrity, celebrities just have podfaded? Celebrity doesn't mean you're going to be successful in podcasting. No. Just, and how many of them have podfaded, Rob? These big celebrities started these these pod the, right. You heard it overnight. Oh, there's going to be the biggest podcast. <laughs> A week later, a month later, because nobody's listening and they're not in it for the long haul. They expect well, to start. Sorry, yeah, go ahead. Some of them are um, are just not very good people. I mean, they're they, <laughs> they basically have built their careers off of other people's writing and scripts. Um, right. When they yeah. have to get up there and be themselves, they're really not that great of of human beings. <laughs> So it's just not that entertaining, right? Yeah, and, 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 that comes across in the podcast. I mean, if you're sure not does. a good person that somebody wants to be friends with, uh, if you're egomaniac or if you're um, just thinking about me, 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 and not about anybody else, that's going to come across and nobody's going to want to listen to that. Yeah. The, and the list goes on of uh, not even just uh, celebrities, but news hosts and anchors who started podcasts. They failed like they're just miserable. They're gone. You can go look them up. I mean, just about. And this is the I, I, it, I don't know if now is the time when it's happening, Rob, but it was happening maybe a year or two ago where it seemed like podcasting was kind of hot. Right. And everybody was starting a podcast like everybody celebrities, not just celebrities, but sports 
celebrities and, and business people, entrepreneurial pod. And then they were gone within that, like then six months. Some of them didn't even last the year. You know what I mean? Cause they were like, well, I'm only getting 500 listens. Like, no, I'm not getting advertisers kicking down my door. You know, it's not making news, right? They want these things to like go viral. And when it doesn't go viral, they're out of there. They're out of there, man. <laughs> so. Yeah, exactly. On to some other shiny thing that, Probably yeah. doesn't exist out there. And, and look, I'm not knocking some celebrity podcasts. Some of them are great, right? Some of them are fantastic podcasters. They're, they're, uh, you know, I, I haven't really listened to it. I got to be honest. I think I've heard one episode, but a lot of people like Anna Ferris. She's got a very popular podcast. She's funny. I, you know, I know she's just funny from her movies. Um, God, I always forget her name. What's this other woman who's got a, oh, she's, you know her name, Rob, and I always forget her name. Oh, she's. <laughs> yeah, I know. You know her name, right? That helps. No, she's super funny. Oh, forget it. I'm not going to remember it now. But there's some celebrities that have Stone Cold Steve Austin, the wrestler, the former W. He has a you know a very popular podcast. So there's people who do it right, and they do it well. But yeah. just because you have a big name, I'm going to stop beating well, it up. Well, the thing I about Steve, and I mean, I used to work on his podcast to some degree. I like and, Steve, and is that he's a personable guy. I mean, he, yeah, he's a good guy. He talks to people like he he talks to his neighbors or. The guy down the street or a friend of his. I mean, that's that's how he communicates. It's it's a very folksy kind of a show. I mean, he's yeah. talking to a very specific kind of audience, but it's uh, it's one that he's personable and and he talks to people. He doesn't talk at people. There's a difference, um, <laughs> and that's that's what makes the difference. I mean, one of the um, one of the best podcast hosts that I've heard in a long time time uh, on on podcast one was um, uh, I think his name was Kale Sonnen, who's a former um, um, I think a fighter for and is part of the UFC or the MMA. Oh, okay. Area. Um, and, and this guy just you can just tell talking to the guy that, that and listening to his podcast that he's going to connect with his audience because the things he talks about are all about what his audience is interested in, you know, it just comes naturally out of his mouth. Um, mm -hmm. And it's just, it, you can just tell that this guy is going to be successful. And then, then there's others that you just kind of have to shake your head going, you know, I don't really want to listen to this guy. <laughs> I, I, yeah. And I got to say this too. And I, I tell, we talked about it a long time ago, but I won't say the guy's name. So I'm not really trying to trash him, but one of the biggest stations out here, KFI. All right. Has a guy who's on there. He 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 kind of does some stuff on the. He doesn't have his own show, so you won't know who he is. But he d sometimes fills in, and he's a co-host on another show. I'll put it that way. But so then he launches a podcast. Now this is KFI, one of the biggest brands out here in LA. It is the biggest in talk radio. No, millions of people listen to this. Rob, I listened to the guy's podcast. It was a train wreck. A tr this guy's in radio. It was a train wreck. And I, the first, this is what we talked about before. The first fifteen or twenty minutes were. Like my Facebook page, go go to our – I mean stuff that nobody would even do. Like go to the KFI website and look at my blog. What? Like for what reason? You've got to give me a reason. Like me on Twitter. Go here and go do this. Go sign up to the mailing. Go do that. And 20 minutes into it, the guy gives you a litany of stuff. I'm like, I'm out of here. Like this guy doesn't know the first thing about podcast. I got no hook. I got no opening monologue. I got nothing. I didn't even know what the whole. I didn't know what the podcast was going to be about. It was like episode one, episode you know, or season one, episode five, or something. That was how it was titled. So it's just yeah, like terrible. Like all he was there to do is just promote, promote, promote everything he was doing. Right. 
And the, but then he had a guest on. You know, this thing went on for like 45. I couldn't get through it. I couldn't get through it. So, I mean, even like some of the biggest names and like you think that these guys are going to be fantastic. They just don't know what they're doing because I – and I think, Rob, part of it is like this person that you were talking about. This comes full circle now. now this, this comes with a point. It's a lack of respect for the art of podcasting. That's really what it is because they think they're just going to come waltzing in through the front door and take it all over. And I've seen people, including people working with LPFMs and podcasters, right, who, may, who think it's easy because they see other people talking. They go, talk's easy. Talk's cheap. I can talk, right? Turn a live mic open and, and, and put it out there, right, and broadcast live and see what they can do. It's not that easy, Rob. We do this We do this every week, and we're kind of used to it now, but sometimes, you know, we got to give ourselves credit where credit's due. It's not easy to come up with these topics and talk, you know, for an hour, plus our other shows. you got the new media show. i got the some experience, right? So it's work. It is work. But some people just think you're just going to walk in here and because it's only podcasting, and then they learn a healthy respect when podcasting smacks them in the ass, right, Rob? And they get no numbers, nobody's listening, no advertising, and then they go, then they take their ball, then they go home, Rob. Yeah, That's exactly. What happens. You know, with their tail tail between their legs. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then they want to whine about how how the podcasting industry doesn't understand them, and it was everybody else's fault. It's a discovery problem, Alex. That's the problem. Yeah, I heard it all before. <laughs> it's a discovery problem. It's it's Apple's problem. They didn't feature me on the front page, you know, or or promote me because I'm so important, you know. So it's it it really gets back to actually developing your level of importance to your community. <laughs> it doesn't just yeah. happen automatically because you showed up so and, and being featured on if being featured on itunes is no guarantee how many people were featured on itunes they got a spike that one episode they were there for a week got you know thousands of downloads and then it just went away the next week it happens yeah i mean it's hard to hold on to your audience too because people are trying new shows all the time people are cycling through shows you have basically a relatively short period of time to connect and once you've connect, you typically have that that listener. But if you're not connecting, you're you know they're cycling over to something else. So it's a very competitive business. This podcasting thing. A lot of people I don't think realize that. You know, but um, now that we scared the hell out of everybody. Yeah, <laughs> no. yeah. Well, it's, no, but there's success stories as well. And I mean, people, I mean, people make money on their. I'm making a little bit of coin on my podcast. It pays for what I need to pay for. You know, I'm going to be upgrading my studio, so it works. You know, there's ways to make it happen. You know, and you know. Anyway, we share some of those ideas here, right, Rob? It's not. It's not all bleak. Exactly. No, I mean, <laughs> I some of these. Some of these I, egos, man. They need a yeah, change. It's just a matter of being humble and coming yeah. in. And, being thoughtful about uh, what you're doing and thinking about other people. And, I, and that's what's going to help you become successful in really anything in this kind of social media-dominated uh, landscape. You have, to, you have to give value before you can get value in this market. So, and the only way to give value is to be important to other people. And how do you be important to other people? You, are, you provide them some sort of value. And... I think that's the key to success in anything online is that you have to give before you can get. You can't just expect to get. So uh, I think that's that's the key mental positioning that you have to have. You know what we need to come up with, Rob? I hate to interrupt. I just had a great yeah. idea. We need to come up with like the 10 commandments of podcasting. This, this, this could go viral, right? And we'll have 10 commandments, like things that we like, like cardinal rules. <laughs> Thou shall not. What? Yeah, we should have the listeners submit them. We'll, we'll put them all together, <laughs> compile the best ones, and we'll come up with it. 
Yes. Or or thou should or thou should not. Thou yeah, you could be a, a do or don't. Do lists, sure. Right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and you know, it's got to it's got to have the, you know, the some sort of uh scare you like, you know, things have to be prohibited, right? Thou yeah. shall not Thou under shall consequence not of something. I have to think about that. I can't think <laughs> of thou shall not right off the top of my head. So that's just uh, my crazy idea for the day. It, it is a crazy idea. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I also um, hear, and part of my my issue that I had today with tr- trying to use my regular microphone is uh, I had an audio driver conflict, and I've I've noticed that happening more and more uh, with uh, Google Hangouts too and Slack. I don't know what's going on, but I mean, a lot of these drivers on these platforms are getting updated, I guess, or getting changed or something, and it's kind of breaking support for some of the audio, audio kind of, you know, the USB interfaces that are out there. That always makes me suspicious. Are they are they trying to roll? Are they going to roll out something and they're breaking everything else? So you go over to them. I'm always suspicious. Uh, I'm not sure what's what's going on, but definitely things have you know things have been a little rocky at times uh, working with. The Google Hangout stuff uh, here with the equipment that I have. So just kind of keep an eye on that. I mean, I think be careful, I guess, with the audio gear that you you buy. I mean, it, it's no guarantee that it's going to work with all these platforms. Is kind of kind of what I'm learning. So um, I don't know how you get around that. I mean, the audio um, kind of device that I have here that I'm I'm normally using. It's a little older. It's a little older device, so maybe it, its drivers aren't as compatible with the newer updates, and I think that could be what's going on. So maybe buying kind of the latest and greatest um, audio interface is the best approach these days. Uh, yeah, but you never know if it's Skype either because we're using Skype, you know. Yeah. I mean, there's so many factors that go into this, you know. There's so many connections that have to be made between different platforms and different devices, and who knows where the conflicts are. Um, but um, I also wanted to share, too, a l- little bit about Spreaker. You know, as we've kind of moved into this kind of VoxNest era of the company, um, I think more and more about Spreaker as being kind of the uh, the foundation of of what I'm all about when it comes to, you know, this show and and being a part of my my community out there of, of podcasters and and you know Voxness is taking the company in a little bit of a different direction more towards the kind of bigger professional podcasters uh, but I want to assure you that that you know Spreaker is still at the foundation of my my belief system and my podcasting efforts from the standpoint of of um, supporting every everyday podcasters that are wanting to come in and, and create their, their own future, you know, and, and build a, a name and a brand for themselves. And I want to be supportive of that um, as we even kind of move into this new phase of the Voxness as a company. Um, so I just wanted to put that out there. And if you have any struggles or any thoughts that you have that it's going on in your podcasting uh, life right now, please share that with us. We would love to talk about it on, on the show. If you want to send me an email, send it to rob at boxnest.com. And, uh, and if you want to send an audio comment, I know Alex would always be happy to get an audio um, feedback or comment as well. So create yes. an MP3 file and send it through. So it would be great to have it. So, Well, Alex, let's uh, kind, of, kind of move on and talk a bit about uh, Spotify a little bit. Um, I haven't really spent much time talking about Spotify. 
on this podcast because Spotify has been one of those platforms that's been a, a little bit on the secretive side. They've wanted to kind of keep things under wraps a little bit, but what's happening over the last few months is a, a, a lot of platforms are starting to support submissions into Spotify. So, and I, I have the same relationship with Spotify as well um, as all of our competitors out there. Um, it's just a matter of, I w- I've been a little bit uh, more um, careful about uh, putting it out there about Spotify just because of the, the sensitive relationship that um, all of our platforms have with Spotify. Um, so, but I want to put it out there now that I am building a submissions list uh, for Spotify. So if you're a Spreaker podcast host, uh, it, it is possible for you to get included in, in Spotify through this, this list. It's still a manual submissions list that I'm building right now. Uh, but you know, eventually we will have a more automated kind of uh, submission process, kind of like what we have with iHeartRadio. Uh, I can see it coming. Uh, and I think Spotify over the long term is going to become a significant uh, listening platform for, for podcasting. It, it appears that they're starting to uh, really embrace it and add more shows. And, and, and I'm hopeful. You know, I know some of the early indications are that Spotify is going to become a, a, a maybe possibly the second largest listening platform behind uh, Apple. So it certainly is showing some signs that that could happen. Um, I'm still waiting for, for Google to come into the game too, and, and we could see some, some clear opportunities come up with uh, those folks as well, I think, in the future. Uh, I don't know that we have it visible right now or have that opportunity in front of us right now. So Spotify is really the, the one that's making most of the moves right now. Um, so if you wanted to send me an email <clears throat> with your RSS feed, um, I can add you to the Spotify submissions list. So send me an email, rob at voxnest.com, and I will add you to the list. Um, One thing I do have to say, though, which is kind of unfortunate to some degree at this point, is that um, Spotify does not um, want to have shows that are running um, dynamic pre-roll or post-roll insertions in in the content. So uh, unfortunately, uh, if you want to get into spotify you probably can't be part of the monetization program right now so is that so they can run their own ads um i don't know i mean it it's hard for me to really say for sure on that it's just they they want to have um primarily just host reads in their the content that passes through to spotify so so and that's been one of the reasons why i've been a little slow on on the whole spotify thing is because our strategy is to help podcasters make revenue, right, and make some money on their shows by offering these more automated tools like uh, Dynamo and and the Spreaker monetization program. Uh, but you know, these platforms, these newer platforms, are doing what's called caching of the of the episodes, and I think everybody needs to know what's going on here. Um, that they're taking a snapshot of your episode off of your RSS feed and then rehosting that file. Uh, so if you have dynamic ads that are inserted into your show, those ads will be in that show forever, right? Those those pre-roll and post-roll insertions don't get changed or removed or anything like that. So um, just realize that when you're sitting. So, but 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 what's the difference then if you do a, a host read? You know what I mean? I mean, well, it's it's not um, it's 
it's just something that they've drawn a distinction on. Uh, yeah, I know. Typically are more naturally voiced pieces of content. They're not a pre-produced um, ad like you oftentimes experience with a um, pre-roll or post-roll insertion. So, or even a mid-roll insertion. So, um, it's all right. I got it. Really it's a just conflict. It's a conflict yeah. that exists in the ecosystem of podcasting right now. Um, and but each of these platforms kind of makes their own choices and what they what they do. So all we can do is try and you know adhere to that if you want to be included. So it's really kind of a choice that you need to make. Um, to be really honest about it. Yeah, I got you. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't know how many li- more listens. I'm just thinking out loud here. I don't know how many more listens I would get. As the listeners know, I did submit to Spotify, didn't get accepted because I never heard anything back. But knowing that there's like a manual process, you know, going, you know, submitting it to this list, Rob, makes you feel a little bit better. I just don't know if there's going to be a huge spike in numbers from there. So is it worth t- turning off monetization? I don't know. I, yeah, well, that's I something that everyone has to think yeah, of. I th- yeah. I think it really, really depends on the. Uh, the genre of your show. I mean, if you think about Spotify, what, who are the users of Spotify, right? And I mean, I know it's a pretty broad demographic. I, I would think to some degree these days because everybody loves music, and and that's. But it is kind of thought of, I think, as more of a youth-driven platform, right? That's that's focused on culture and you know music and that whole stuff. So as you think about that platform, think about shows that are that would typically appeal to that group of listeners. Um, I've been surprised at how some podcasts do very well on YouTube. And YouTube is a uh, is, you know, not to change the subject too much here, but YouTube tends to be a, a little bit more of a youth-based platform as well, or at least it has been. Um you know, around music and things like that. But I, I've seen some shows that some audio podcasts that do outstanding over there. And I, it's like crazy. Um, but that's, that's what's going on. And then other shows don't do as well. And that applies, I think to Spotify or applies to, to YouTube. So, uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, if you want to get your show in or submitted into, uh, if you think you're a fit for Spotify, Go ahead and send me your feed, um, at rob at voxnest.com. I'd be happy to add you to the list. Um, but, Alex, let's kind of move on from that topic. Um, uh, I wanted to run through four of the top uh, podcasting events that are coming up in the next couple months. Uh, one is called the Rain Summit in New York City. It's basically a podcast advertising and business summit that's going on um, in, in downtown New York City on March 22nd. I'm, I'm going to be attending that and and Voxness is going to be a sponsor of that event. And then also, Alex, are you still there? Uh, I think I lost Alex. So I'm going to have to try and call him back here really quick. Or maybe he dropped off because he had to. So anyway, um, I'm, I'm just going to finish up the show here. Um, the next... An event coming up is the NAB show in Las Vegas, and that's April 7th through the 13th. And the Worldwide Radio Summit in Los Angeles, May 2nd through the 4th uh, of 2018. And Pod Summit in uh, Canada on May 5th. So those are the, the top four kind of podcasting events that are coming up over the next couple months. 
Uh, just wanted to share that with you so you were aware and up to date. If you wanted to go check them out, it, uh, you can go to rainnews.com uh, to find out about the Rain Summit. And if you wanted to go to the nabshow.com website, you can read about that event that's going on that's actually supporting and having tracks on podcasting. And the Worldwide Radio Summit. Just type in worldwideradiosummit.com and you should be able to find out all about that. And then Pod Summit is just at podsummit.com. So check those two, those uh, four events out if you're curious. Um, but thank you so much for listening to the Speaker Live show today. I certainly appreciate your time and your focus on, on listening to Alex and I um, talk over the last 45 minutes or so. I certainly appreciate it. And thank you. And I hope to have you back with us listening um, next week to the Spreaker Live Show uh, at uh, SpreakerLiveShow.com. And I hope you have a fantastic rest of your week. And hope to hear from you.